What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. What's up, everybody? Wednesday morning. Welcome to the show. If you're watching on YouTube... Hit that like button. If you're not watching, don't hit anything. Enjoy your drive. Focus on the road. And we're going to have some fun today talking trade on Fantasy Football Today. Are you guys ready for a fun new game? Yes. (laughs) Did you create this game? I did. I'd like to change my answer. (laughs) No, I can't wait then. It's it's only going to be good if it's awful. So that's fantastic. Yeah, I I think... Is it called the Circle of Trust game? No, it's not. We're definitely not doing that game again. Uh, I think think it'll be good. We also have a new Heath Sigh. So we're going to do Sell High or (sighs) Heath Sigh today. We also have Buy Low or Heck No, which we could, you know, kind of maybe turn into like Hell Yeah or... Like, hell yeah, or blah, I don't know. So we have, we're going to have some fun today with sound effects. We're going to talk about the Thursday night game, which is a pretty interesting one from a starter-sit perspective. You throw in Gus Edwards back out there against the Bucks defense. You go in with Tom Brady, who's got two games with more than 17 fantasy points this year. Lamar Jackson, four straight games with 18 or fewer fantasy points. Um, no, yeah, his touchdown numbers have been insane. I think he had 10 touchdowns in the first three games and three in the last four. So, uh, yeah, that will break down that game. Let's start, though, with a little trade talk. Your favorite buy low, your favorite sell high. Raise your hand if you'd like to go first with your favorite buy low. Oh, Heath was first. Heath, you're up. 
It is Chris Godwin. This is the buy low of the season. Second in targets in the entire NFL since he returned from his hamstring injury. Has not scored a touchdown all season long. The efficiency's not been as good. That's going to creep back up. And there's a few of these guys that we just should have, and we talked about it at the beginning of the year. We didn't even know if Chris Godwin would play week one. Probably shouldn't have played week one. Things might have gone better. But we just talked about how they are going to be better in the second half than they are in the first half. I thought he'd be better in the first half than he's been so far. But if somebody had Chris Godwin on their team, it's not been a pleasurable experience. Go get Chris Godwin. The explosion is coming. Okay. And, you know, it hasn't been that bad in PPR. 11.5 to 15.5 fantasy points in all four games. Just to follow up, you know, you talked about the efficiency. I talked about this on the Monday show. Everything is down for him. It's the ca- the a dot is down, and yet the catch rate is way down. The right. yard the uh, the yards per target, the yards per catch, the route depth is down. And when I see that, I wonder: is he still the same player? Can we mm. count on him getting back to that form? That's the only because the targets are incredible, and the PPR floor is really good. So even if he doesn't peak, I, you know, I it's still good. Even even if he's not the same player, he's Keenan Allen. And the catch yeah. rate's going to rebound. He's not going to run six-yard routes and catch 50% of his targets all season long. Okay. He he nearly had a, a what might have ended up being a long touchdown last week. He was just off with Brady yeah, yeah. on a deep fade. And this is a good matchup for him. The Ravens have not been good against slot receivers. 75% catch rate to slot receivers. How about 5.6 yards after catch per reception to slot receiver? Both of those in the bottom 10 in the league. There's an opportunity here, and the reason why I think like his his a dots down and all that other stuff is because Brady's getting rid of the ball quickly. He, I don't think Brady is tr- very trustful of his protection anymore. He's always and like he, he really should be because they're not doing that bad of a job. But it feels like the mo of this passing game is get the ball out quick, and when he does have time to throw, it's it's going Mike Evans' way downfield more so than Godwin's way. That changed on one play last week. It's the one I just talked about. Yeah. But I agree. I think if you can get Chris Godwin on the cheap, he's a good one to get. All right. Godwin for Heath. And I would just say, like, his, his ADOT's 6.8. It was 7.3 last year. Right. But, yeah, it is low. But it was a lot higher than that two years ago. So it's lower. Not much lower, but it's lower. The route depth is lower. The catch rate is weird. So hopefully they can get on the same page a little bit. It seemed like they were a little bit off uh, in week seven. All right, Dave, who's your favorite by low? My favorite by low is someone you can't even use in week eight because he's on IR, but he's expected to be off of IR by week nine, and it's Cordero Patterson. And what the, the timing is good to go get him because he's going to be cheap because he's still a week away from coming back, and you can go to your waiver wire and hopefully find somebody that can get you through this week, whether it's somebody as good as Gus Edwards or somebody as, as low-end as Michael Carter might be or maybe even somebody worse than that. You find somebody to just plug in and use in week eight, and then hopefully, fingers crossed, he's back in week nine. Can't guarantee it, but by the looks of his social media, he's running at full speed. He's looking strong. The Falcons' rush efficiency has been terrible since he left, so I think he's got a very obvious role when he comes back. And their schedule starting in week nine. Pretty good for at least the next two or three games. And then I I think by that point, if he's his old self, um, and I mean old self, uh, I, I think he's going to end up being a must-start fantasy running back. Another player that you can get on the cheap right now. Okay. Chris Godwin for Heath, Cordero Patterson for Dave as our favorite by lows. I, 
I know Aaron Jones was a guy we gave you last week. I can't remember. I think I think you guys Zeke. crushed it. Zeke, yeah, I think you crushed Zeke it was last another week. One. Okay, so let's keep the momentum going. And yeah, if you need remember some, that name when we talk sell highs. Okay, if you need some DFS help, the Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast is uh, twice a week. If you can't watch it live, you can just download it like any other podcast. But it airs Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern and Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern with Sia Najad and Mike McClure. The Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, great advice if you want to make some money on DFS. And it's just a good podcast, good one to listen to. So check it out, Fantasy Football Today DFS. All right, Heath, you can go first again. Your favorite sell high. I do want to say before I give a name that like this year in particular, the idea of selling high feels almost impossible. There are so few good players at any position that giving up someone who has both been good for this year and was not terrible last week. Well, first off, you've got like six running backs, six receivers, two tight ends and three quarterbacks to choose from. Um, It's, it's a, <laughs> it's a disaster of us. I mean, that's not a, it's not a, People have talked about it. Scoring's down 22%. We've got eight quarterbacks who've scored 20 fantasy points per game. Like it's a terrible year for, of fantasy football scoring. So it, it is more difficult to give up guys who are in your lineup producing. That True. being said, I think there's probably a good sell high opportunity on Ramondre Stevenson. He's been an absolute stud without Damian Harris. First game back was a game script that was clearly not a Damian Harris game script. This doesn't look like a particularly good offense, and I would guess at some point it's going to be a closer split than it was last week, and Damian Harris could still steal goal line carries. So if I could get high-end number two value for Ramondre Stevenson, I believe for the season right now, he's a top 12 running back, then then I would be happy to do that. Okay, Ramondre Stevenson, that was one of the ones that our listeners submitted as well. So I think people are on the same page as you got to get a lot. Ramondre Stevenson for Heath. Dave, who are we selling high on? I would sell high on Zeke, assuming that you were okay at the running back spot. If he's your third running back, or maybe even your second, and your third running back is someone who's just okay, see what you can get for Ezekiel Elliott coming off of a two-touchdown game. 34% of his PPR fantasy points this year have been touchdowns. Clear definition of a touchdown-dependent running back. He's on a good team, and his offensive line is better than we thought it would be. But he's still very inefficient, especially compared to Tony Pollard. Pollard had a lot of work last week, more than I think he had in any game this season. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I wonder if there will be more of a um, 50-50-ish split between those two. And Pollard has seen some short yardage touches as well. He also has one target in his last three games. So he's like a double sell high in PPR. Now, in saying all that, if you've got Zeke and you don't have a good running back to go in his place, if you were to trade him, then I don't blame you for hanging on to him. And I think he still has good value for however long he stays healthy, for however long the offensive line is good. But he's going to need to keep scoring. And I don't know if that's something that you want to you know, really clutch to when it comes to one of your running backs when you're thinking about the rest of the season. Okay, to recap, Chris Godwin's a buy low. Cordero Patterson is a buy low. Ramondre Stevenson is a sell high. Got to get something really good. And Ezekiel Elliott is a sell high. Uh, would you rather have Cordero Patterson or Ezekiel Elliott rest of season? I have Zeke one or two spots higher on the trade chart. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather have Zeke. I, I don't, I don't think there's really a big gap between the three of them, though. Ramondre, three. Zeke, and Patterson. Yeah. Okay. Ramondre is the one you could get the most for in trade, though. 
Right. I think the perceived value on him is much higher than the other two. Agreed. I don't know that the actual value rest of the season will be that much higher than the other two. I almost wonder if I have Patterson too high on the trade chart. I've got him ahead of Eno Benjamin, Brian Robinson, Pollard, Gus. What do you think? Is he ahead of those guys? I, I Yeah, ahead of them. Yeah. In perceived value, I don't feel like he is, but... In actual rest of season value, I could believe it if he's bad. Like the whole mystery is, and I, right. I, I appreciate the investigative work on the social media. I hope that's true, but we don't know when he's coming back. That's that's a great point. Uh, yeah, back. he's been and Tyler Algier really has not been running the ball nearly as well as Cordell Patterson has. So it's not like he should lose a lot of touches, but. They don't throw the ball to anyone, especially their but running backs. So he's he's it, another guy who's not really going to stand out in PPR, which is just a little unusual. That's probably what you thought you were going to get from Patterson when you drafted him. It, and it's like they they run the ball as much or if not more than everybody. Um, but he's 31, and he got hurt at the end of last year, and he got hurt at the beginning of this year. How many t- – even if he's 100% healthy the rest of the season, what do you think their plan is for how many touches you give Patterson? How many touches they're going to give Patterson? Yeah. They're going to give him a ton because they, I, I think Algier separated from the rest of the muckety muck that they have last week. He played 60% of the snaps, but I don't think that they're ready to well, entrust no, they, in him when they've got Patterson. I think they're going to use Patterson as long as I, he's available. I think they would. I just, they, they need Patterson to be ready for the playoffs and <laughs> he can't survive. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why you guys are laughing. I don't think they're uh, they currently might. tied for first place, and their next six games are against terrible teams, except for one. I, I'm laughing not at you. I'm laughing at the reality that yeah. you can't rule them off from being a wild card team. Uh, why? Maybe even the division winner. I can't rule it out. Why? Did, and why it sounds silly, but I get it. Do the Giants have to play in the NFC East? You know, it could be so much better if they were just in the NFC South. Um, all right, uh, so those are some good trade candidates. A lot more later on in the show. News and notes, a lot for Thursday night, obviously, because those are the only teams practicing and giving practice reports. Gus Edwards was limited. He's going to play, but they list him as limited. Rashad Bateman, same thing. Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle, he's questionable for this game uh, at Tampa Bay on Thursday. Julio Jones was limited. He might play. Tampa Bay's secondary is worth watching here. Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting, Antoine Winfield all did not practice, uh, and those are very important players for them. Akeem Hicks was listed as limited, which is a good sign. He did not practice at all last week. So their run defense has been very inconsistent. The Bucs were used to it being among the best in football. Uh, they signed Akeem Hicks in the offseason to replace Ndamukong Sue. They've gotten very little from him. Hopefully he can make his way back. Uh, those are your Thursday night injury updates. Kansas City defensive end Frank Clark has suspended two games for violating the personal conduct policy. Uh, Frank Clark, very important player for the Chiefs. On um, by this week, he'll miss Tennessee in week nine and Jacksonville in week 10. Saints cornerback Bradley Roby is on IR with an ankle injury. Just a reminder, IR is a minimum of, of four games out. And the Saints secondary is extremely thin right now. Tennessee wide receiver Kyle Phillips on IR with an ankle injury, and the Cowboys trying to shore up their run defense acquired Jonathan Hankins, a defensive tackle from the Raiders for a sixth-round pick. We're going to preview that game shortly, and then after that we'll talk all trade value stuff basically and play a new game, which involves Halloween candy, so you guys need to be thinking about your favorite and least favorite Halloween candies. Uh, But here's our email of the day, something I didn't really talk about yesterday. 
but very relevant. Frank, actually, Dave, this email is from Frank. Says, I don't pretend to be a producer. Billy Madison. I don't pretend to be a producer, so please ignore me if you don't want to do this. But I'm not going to ignore you. We want to do it. Can you do a quick segment on players you'd grab off waivers now or buy low now leading up to the trade deadline next week? Rumors on Hamler, mm. Judy, Kareem Hunt, etc. It's a good question. Yeah. The trade deadline is a real thing in football now, which is very fun. And who should we be looking at here to gain or lose value, I guess, as the trade deadline approaches? Dave's face. Yeah. We should go back. If you're not watching on YouTube, this is why you should. Because my I made the hmm when Adam said the trade deadline is a real thing in the NFL now. Yeah. Dave's Dave's face went, hmm. Yeah. I like there have been <laughs> two <it> trades. <laughs> I it used to be, I would it used to be not zero be surprised. of consequence. I would not be surprised if there was not another trade of fantasy football consequence before the trade deadline. I hope there is, but I just, I don't want people to go too far out of their way speculating on what could happen at the trade deadline when maybe absolutely nothing happens. That being said, Chase Claypool, Kareem Hunt, um, I guess Cam Akers, maybe. Cam Akers hasn't been traded yet. I have a hard time believing. Elijah Moore? Do you think he's going to get traded now. Zero chance I don't on Moore? Believe they, will. they wouldn't trade Denzel Mims. <laughs> they can't trade <laughs> Elijah Moore right now. Um, Agreed. Kareem Hunt, I think, is a big one. Just don't drop him. Just don't drop right. Kareem Hunt. And I got into a, like a mini beef in the YouTube comments with somebody who said that we were crazy for recommending dropping Kareem Hunt for Gus Edwards. Oh, I don't think that's crazy. I... I, I think if that, if Kareem Hunt's legitimately your worst player or your worst running back and you need a starter, I'm starting Edwards over Hunt for the foreseeable future. The problem is I get that guy. Like, I, first off, I think the crazy thing you did was arguing with somebody in the YouTube comments. But yeah, um, I don't – Cus Edwards doesn't have Kareem Hunt upside. And I'm not – That's fair. And I don't know that their weekly expectation is more than like a point or two difference. Mm, see, that's where I think we're a little bit off because I've seen Hunt. I, I've studied him literally every week. I write about him every week. And it used to be he gets 15 touches reliably. And if he scores, you're going to love it. And if not, well, at least he'll give you like 60 total yards. Last two weeks, they have not used him at all. And I wonder if he is falling out of favor a little bit in Cleveland. And if he stays through the trade deadline, I'm not sure he's going to rebound and be a 15-touch guy unless something happens to Chubb. So I can't wait for that. Like, it's already too late if you want to get Gus Edwards unless your waivers run tonight. I, I think that you, you can't wait when it comes to running backs off the waiver wire, man. There's too many other people in your league who want them. So I, I, I completely understand having Gus ahead of Kareem Hunt rest of season. I agree with it. I said it. Uh, that being said, yes, Hunt could get traded. Where could he go and have instant top 20 fantasy value? Anywhere, almost. Which team is trading for a 27-year-old running back with dwindling efficiency and bad PR? It's the only team I could think of. I, I think we're the past one. the bad PR thing. I hope so, but, I mean, it's still going to be a thing. It's going to be tied to him for as long as he's in the NFL. Um, but no, the Rams are the first one. Give me another. 
Um, Take the rest of the show. There, I'm sure there's another one. I'll think of another one. Give me another team that's still believing in a playoff spot that needs a running back. Well, and that would give up a late. Well, I, okay, look, the let's 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 uh, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, the Panthers. No, they're not. They're, no, they're not competing. Oh, Never mind. On. No, they're not competing. Uh, although they, they can't be that far back, but they're not competing for playoffs. They're one They've got back. two good running backs already. They don't need Kareem Hunt. All right, uh, I got to uh, let's let's speed things up here. Uh, let me talk to you about Grammarly. All right, Grammarly is if you're doing any writing, right, even if you need to write an email to people at work, give a presentation to people at work, it's something for school, whatever it is. For me, on the rare occasion that I write something for the website, it does happen. I use Grammarly. I write something, I throw it into Grammarly, I get some quick tips on how to make it better. And this is going to save you a lot of time, all right? You don't have to proofread 100 times or ask other people, hey, is there any way I can make this better? Grammarly is going to do that for you. So it's an amazing service. By the way, let me give you the code right now to get you a discount on Grammarly Premium. Grammarly.com slash FFT, dot com slash FFT. Uh, get you 20% off uh, Grammarly Premium. So what do you do? So first of all, there's a free version of it. It can be easy to make mistakes on important emails and documents when you're busy. The free version of Grammarly offers comprehensive spelling, grammar, and punctuation suggestions, instantly proofreading and providing suggestions so your writing always comes across as professional and mistake-free. If you want to upgrade to the premium, Grammarly Premium's clarity-focused sentence rewrites keep your writing clear and to the point. So you can get through it. It's just a better way to communicate. Get rid of those extra words, more powerful, more clear, more concise. This is the way to do it with Grammarly Premium. Get an instant take on how your message comes across with Grammarly's free tone detector, so you're going to always make the right impression. Again, we can give you a discount. Get more time in your day with confidence in your work with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash FFT to sign up for a free account. And when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium, get 20% off for being our listener. That is 20% off at G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash FFT. You have to spell Grammarly right. I mean, come on. Uh, Baltimore is at Tampa Bay. Na, 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 na. All right, so the Tampa Bay secondary is beat up. There's good defense so far, sixth in yards per play allowed, but really shorthanded perhaps in this game. Uh, let's talk about the Ravens first, and let's talk, let's talk about the quarterbacks, actually. Let's go position by position here. I see by your rankings you have no hesitation in starting Lamar Jackson despite four straight underwhelming games. Uh, Heath, discuss. No? Heath? Frozen? Heath? Oh, all right, Heath. Who would have internet connections at a time like this? We'll uh, we'll get Heath back. Internet connection issues. Sorry. Okay. Uh, can I discuss Lamar Jackson and why you should still mm, start? Him? I don't know. I think we maybe we'll just sit here in silence and wait for Heath. Uh no. You know it's a better idea, Dave. Why don't you talk about it? Go ahead. Okay. Here's what I think. <laughs> I... <laughs> nah, just kidding. Uh, okay. Uh, he's got too much upside. You know that he's got thirty point potential. It's a short week. He's still going to continue to run the ball. He only attempted sixteen passes last week. I don't think that's going to be the norm for him. I do think the Ravens are going to try and control the clock and run the ball with Gus. I like Gus. We'll talk about him in a minute. But you know with Lamar Jackson, he's going to get, first of all, he's going to get numbers with Mark Andrews last week. Total anomaly. And hopefully Rashad Bateman's okay. Hopefully Duvernay gets involved a little bit more. And Lamar Jackson, you just keep rolling with him. I know he's been bad for the past few weeks. I don't think he's doing anything that's like completely changed him as a fantasy quarterback 
that makes you go, uh, yeah, I better start Derek Carr instead. I, the, right. I don't even know how much you want to get into it, but it's just the, the touchdowns. Yeah. The first for first three weeks, Lamar Jackson was part of every offensive touchdown they scored. Every pass, every passing touchdown, every rushing touchdown, Lamar Jackson was part of it. In the last four games, you're starting to see the running backs do more. Dobbins, Drake, Edwards, they have a combined five rushing touchdowns. Jackson has two passing, no rushing in the last four games, but I... It just seems kind of fluky. But also their offense isn't scoring that much. They haven't scored more than 23 points in any of those games. Heath, uh, go ahead. Yeah, it's like just as the first three weeks were not indicative of what was going to happen the next three weeks, I don't believe the last three weeks are indicative of what's going to happen the next three weeks. Last four weeks. But okay. okay. (laughs) All right, fine. Start Lamar Jackson. Plus plus the matchup is favorable. Yeah. How about Brady? Start or sit? Start him. Quarterback. He's a starter, but I mean, there, there's bust potential. I can tell you, I've spent more time studying Tom Brady this week than I have maybe at any other point since he was a young guy in the league. Uh, last week, I don't think the Panthers did anything special to make him look bad. I think he made mistakes that made him look bad. But he also, everybody saw the drop touchdown from Mike Evans. That was one of three plays that were really close to being huge, and then we would have no questions at all about Brady. Here's something that stood out to me. Um, this this Ravens defense, they they know how to get after quarterbacks, and they also know when to not get after quarterbacks. They barely blitzed and barely pressured Joe Burrow a few weeks back. They just played a lot of heavy zone defense and kind of dared him to throw into it, and Burrow didn't have 20 fantasy points. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's what they do against Brady because that's what a lot of teams have done against Brady, including uh, the Panthers blitzed a little bit more than most defenses against Tampa Bay. But the, the Panthers didn't get a lot of pressure on him. Brady had time to throw, and he had a lot of self-inflicted mistakes. So I, I wonder if the Ravens start out their game plan by just rushing four, hoping that some guys get there and, and sack him, of course, but also having seven guys back, and they've got a good secondary to try and make it hard on Brady to complete passes at any length, especially since they know that Brady, in his mind, has to get rid of the ball quickly. One other historical fact, and you don't have to pay attention to this if you don't want to, He's played the Ravens under John, Har- John Harbaugh 10 times in his career. He's thrown multiple touchdowns three times and topped 300 yards four times. And I would argue that this is probably one of the, not the worst offenses that he's been dealing with as far as offensive line and everything else, but not one of the best either. So there, there's bust potential for him. He might come through with like 275 and one. I just don't know if I have the stones to start Derek Carr, oh, that's Aaron Rodgers. That, that's one for me. Guys. I have that decision to make, Carr versus Brady. I haven't made it yet. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready to I don't know if I'm ready to start Carr. The one guy who I am ready to start is Tua. He's got healthy receivers and he's playing the Lions. I'll buy into that over Brady. Heath, Tua or Brady? Tua. Carr or Brady? Brady. Cousins or Brady? Brady. Cousins. Um Dak Prescott against the Bears or Brady? Brady. Dak. By the way, Dave, Tom Brady is being blitzed less percentage-wise, less this season than at any point in the last 12 seasons. So that is and what it's the weirdest thing. No, it makes you sense think- because you could probably get pressure with four. He does get rid of the ball quickly. And, uh, right. and yeah, and, I mean, that's and, the real I, reason it, why. It's, it is so obvious. It is a lack of weapons that is because it is not Tom Brady. Feel very what do you com- mean? 
they they don't have Gronk. They don't have Brown. They have okay. they, they don't have a relative a, to league average. He does not have a lack of. I weapons. disagree. First of all, if you look at the full season, Mike Evans has missed some time and got kicked out of a game. Chris Godwin has missed a lot of time, and I just don't think Godwin is the right is is Godwin right now. Um, I mean, I watched I watched it all last week. Godwin was not getting Evans was getting open consistently. I really don't think Chris Godwin was, and they are really not on the same page. Those two, and uh, and look at the red zone numbers. His three seasons with uh, with uh, was well, goal to go numbers, right? Goal to go completion rate three seasons in Tampa Bay sixty two percent, fifty percent, thirty seven point five percent. Goal to go oh, touchdown so rate last week forty eight point nine percent, forty one point seven percent, thirty one point three percent. They are missing Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown. It's a big deal. Okay, but if Tom Brady needs Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, and Antonio Brown to be a good quarterback, then he's not a good quarterback. I disagree. He is a very good quarterback. He makes throws that most quarterbacks cannot even dream of like, making. It, it's just, it's Justin not, Herbert or Tom Brady had better weapons this year. It, it doesn't—the uh, point is he is, not getting, he is not getting Herbert, enough from his guys. When they're healthy, yeah. Well, they haven't been healthy all year. That's the point. Same thing with Tampa's year, guys. Same thing this with year, Tampa's. who's had better talent— Helping him. Okay. Overall, then you might get me to say Brady. Because if we're not if we're taking injury out of it and what's happened so far this year, then yeah, Brady definitely has. Then Herbert whose offensive line's been better this that, year. Her, he's had better than Herbert? I don't know about yes. that. Offensive line wise. Uh, I'm not sure if PFF would agree, but it kind no, of No, I mean his his weapons. I mean Herbert like Eckler's a big deal for Justin Herbert. Leonard Fournette just right, catches Fournette's passes. Been catching passes. Catches passes. Too. He doesn't really do anything with it. Like Eckler's a weapon. But, like I'm starting Tom Brady without hesitation this week, and the quarterback position is so awful that I can't see that changing in the next month. But to give him a free pass and say the problem is Tom Brady's weapons and line just seems insane. And his line. No, I don't think it's the line. No, he, well, he threw he threw like four different two hoppers in that oh, yes. no he yes, threw two did. straight Awful he threw two three two he threw two straight four hoppers they were both co- to completely covered wide receivers they were throwaway passes in the pocket he just couldn't that no, did I, you see it? are those the passes inside the 10 that you're thinking yes of? those two back to back to Evans and Godwin i think i i don't think he meant to two hop them there is no chance that plays. patrick mahomes doesn't fit that into the window there Patrick Mahomes might be the best quarterback, okay? I'm saying Tom Brady is still one of the best quarterbacks. He's still, he still—he threw two balls up the seam in the tightest if windows. If he's still one of the incredible. best quarterbacks, then we shouldn't have any questions about starting him. But I, it's not because he just doesn't have any weapons. He, he hasn't had good that. weapons I think so far this who else year. Have. This year he has had limited weaponry. That's what I'm saying so far. Compared to what he's had the past two years, I agree. Yeah, big yeah. time, yeah. But I don't think that's the only thing. All right. I think uh, it's a little we bit got of everything. Running backs, guys. I, I just running imagine backs. Aaron Rodgers, if you listen to our podcast, hearing us give, giving excuses to Tom Brady for not having enough weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers says, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But no, but, but, but like, I mean, Evans missed time, got ejected. Godwin missed time. It just hasn't been the same, you know. Um, for what it's worth, Brady's missed time. He's been a red zone guy for him. It's been an end zone guy for him. All right, so the running backs. <laughs> start start Fournette, right? Just start him? Just yeah. start them both. All right, well, okay, Gus, where do you have Gus Start. ranked? I've got him as a top 24 running back in non-PPR and just on the fence in full PPR. Okay, I shouldn't have said start on both, but I, yeah, I guess it's fine. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, you can't quite say that. Like, did you start Raheem Mostert over him? Oh, yeah. Raheem yeah. Mostert's a borderline top 12 running back. You mean Agreed. Raheem 
Raheem most start Mustard, of the week. Must, must, how about Devin Singletary against the Packers? I'd go Singletary too. Yep. How about Najee Harris at the Eagles? Uh, I'll start Gus in non PPR. I, I, I might not start mean Gus start in full PPR too. Okay, you're taking you're you're rescinding. Uh, I, I'm I, rescinding I will the Gus, Gus in full PPR. Yeah. How? I, I was really fired up over this Tom Brady weapons thing and wasn't thinking. How about uh, Gabe Davis against Green Bay or Gus Edwards? Gabe. Gabe. Yeah. I, I am curious to see because Gus Edwards had 10 carries in the first half and six in the second half. Kenyon Drake outcarried him in the second half. And I, short mm-hmm. week, you get worried at all about the workload for Gus? No. The opposite. Yes. He played 36% of the snaps and saw 36% of the rush attempts. If they run the ball 35 times instead of 50, he might have 10 carries. Yeah. I think they give him more work this week. It was his first game back. He deserves a, a pass week? for that. On a short week, though, that's the only question, nope. Dave. I think that's why they tried to let up on him a little bit. He played 23 Maybe. snaps and had 16 carries, and I think that they, I think they wanted to keep him relatively fresh. You're getting a running back who's only played one game, played 23 snaps, coming in against a Tampa Bay run defense that just made Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard look like Larry Zonka and Mercury Morris. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm they, not. Those guys aren't as good as they looked. Tampa Bay's I, defense, especially if they can get Gus into the second level, oh, man, he's going to have some huge runs, and I think he's a great candidate to score. I love I, the fresh legs on Thursday night. It worked out for Eno last week. I'm kind of hitting myself over not having Eno ranked high enough. I'm not going to make that mistake again in non-PPR with Gus Edwards. Okay. Well, you know those Thursday night games are always so good for fantasy, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> come on. <laughs> that, that Bucks defense is going to be tired. Gus is not going to be tired. I just think we got to keep an eye on Akeem Hicks, too. I don't know how much you care about that. No, that makes, that, that'll makes make some difference, and we've got to see just who's fresh and ready to go for the Ravens on their offensive line. But uh, I, was, I was very impressed with how they blocked for Gus. Gus did a good job following his blocks. I think some of how he did too had to do with how Cleveland's run defense is. Right. Yes. Certainly inside the red zone. Both of his touchdowns, the Browns defense was sleeping at the wheel. All right. When, come on, guys. When they were running. <sighs> well, don't don't guys me. No, all right, come on, come on. Let's get to the Heath, you can talk the about Halloween the wide receivers. Candy. You can talk about the wide receivers. Go ahead. Um, you should start Mike Evans. You should start Chris Godwin. You should not start any Tampa Bay wide receivers. Any Baltimore, you should not start any Baltimore wide receivers. Baltimore wide receivers, oh, yes. Man, I can't get if you can't get the teams right, Heath. I can't give you the. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not asking for more. Uh, start Mark Andrews, Heath. You get Cade Otten. Here's your stat of the game. Baltimore has allowed 11.6 or more PPR fantasy points to a tight to five tight ends in seven games. They are Conklin, Gasicki, Hurst, Bellinger, and Njoku. None of them had more than seven targets. Starter sit Kate Otten, who has a pretty uh, just a 12% target share in two games without Cameron Braid, but still good production. Yeah, I'd rather start. I'd rather stream Irv Smith. I'd rather stream Greg Dulcich. Um, I would not start Kate Otten over Kyle Pitts, but he's other than that, he's fine. Dave, Kate Otten or Kyle Pitts? I'll take Otten. Okay, he, yeah, he's he's giving you about 10, 10 to 11 PPR fantasy points in each of the two games that Braid has missed, but Brady has thrown so many passes in those games, so he doesn't have a high target share. If Brady keeps throwing 40-plus times, should be good for Otten. He's only 11% rostered as of right now. And Baltimore's DST, start or sit? They've been great this I'd year. start. Top 12 option. Okay. Top 10, actually. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's all trade. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Time now for buy low or heck no and sell high or <sighs> Heath sigh, which means don't sell high for some reason. Uh, all right, buy low or heck no. Well, the first one was Chris Godwin, so that's the buy low. Uh, Alex says... Kyle Pitts, would you buy low on Kyle Pitts? Anticip- he is anticipating a quarterback change soon. And then he says, parentheses, I'm just trying to make myself feel better about drafting Kyle Pitts. Uh, it's a uh, heck no. Heath, Heath, you there? Again? He froze? Poor Heath. Mm, he's l- so the reason why I said heck no on Pitts is because I think eventually people are going to start dropping him. So what what would you give up? What would you seriously trade for Kyle Pitts? Okay, if you're streaming tight ends anyway, and here comes Kyle Pitts, who's had maybe, what, two, three games this year with 10 PPR points? Is that right? I, uh, what, do you, what do you give up for a guy like that who doesn't have a ton of upside? I, I, don't, I don't think you give up that much. He's so by, by you almost want to no. wait till somebody drops him. He's by lower heck no on Kyle Pitts. Uh, by low in Dynasty, heck no in Redraft. Okay, buy low or heck no on Leonard Fournette. Do you guys even consider him a buy low coming off a terrible game? I mean, if you can, you should. But most people who have Leonard Fournette still value him as a top 12 fantasy running back. Okay. I would rather have Leonard Fournette than um, Ezekiel Elliott for sure. Oh, yeah. Would you guys would you rather, rather have Fournette or oh. ETN? Oh. Oh, ETN. Roll reversal here. Uh, yeah, I, think, I still think I'd have Fournette, but it's really close. I was going to ask Fournette or the young emerging Ken Walker, uh, Damian uh, Pierce, Travis Etienne. All and, of them over Fournette. Rookies and Etienne. But maybe you could turn Fournette into Ramondre Stevenson. You'd or, rather, uh, or vice why? versa. Turn Ramondre into Fournette. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mike wants to know, would you buy low on A.J. Dillon? Buy low or heck no? Heck no. I'd put him in the same category as Pitts. Wait for somebody to drop him and then just put him on your bench. From Gabagool, would you buy low on Khalil Herbert? 
I don't think anybody's cutting him, so you would have to give up something for Khalil Herbert. Uh, if if the if the something to get him is really minimal, if it's a bench player, I don't hate it. Heath, yeah, I mean it's uh yeah, that's a weird one because he's was good and just played. He's probably got a bigger role now than he did two or three weeks ago. So, I guess you're just hoping he takes the entire job from David Montgomery. I don't think that's very likely without an injury. Um, it would have to be very cheap. I think that's what Herbert and Dylan kind of have in common is that they've got that Kareem hunt upside. If the running back that they share with disappears for a few games. Yeah. I do. But think I like Herbert more than Dylan right now. It's much, I think I do too. I agree, which is what we, that that's the thing. No one's going to cut Khalil Herbert unless they just don't have the bench space to carry him. Mm-hmm. People are going to start cutting AJ Dillon because the Packers aren't using him that much. All right, next if one. Can, next like, one. If you could turn, uh, let's say you're good at receiver and you've got Bateman or Cooks, you might be able to trade one of those guys for Khalil Herbert. Okay, next one from Good Citizen. Buy low or heck no on James Connor. <laughs> um, if if I could buy low in the like. Bench player range, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's there's still top fifteen touchdown dependent upside here. Yay for top fifteen touchdown potential upside. So would you give up maybe Jacoby Myers for James Conner in a PPR league? Oh yeah. Probably. But I, I also can't help but think that Eno is the running back of choice in Arizona and that when Connor comes back, he's the one B and Eno is one A. Would you give up Christian Kirk for James Conner? No. Definitely not in PPR. Probably not in non-PPR. All right, let's do sell high or Heath sigh. Sell high or Heath sigh. Our first one comes from Jonathan King. Sell high or Heath sigh on Gus Edwards. Sell high. If you can. Uh, from Aaron. Sell high on James Robinson. He is washed. Mm. I I kind of agree. If you can, you should. I I think you'll have an easier time selling high on Gus and Michael Carter than you would on James Robinson. Yeah, I don't know if but Carter might be a buy low now. Like I think a perception will be that Robinson's eventually going to be the best running back in that backfield, and I don't believe that. So um Yeah, I agree. I, I'd rather have Carter than Robinson. So where buying low on Carter, I think, is going to be really hard to do. Would you buy high? on Carter right now. Would you give up uh Adam Thielen in PPR for Michael Carter? Probably not, but I'd rather have Carter than Gus. I think I'd rather have Gus. But it's it's kind of close between those two. I wouldn't give up Thielen in PPR for any running back that we've talked about in the last 30 seconds. How about this one? Buy low or sell high, sorry, sell high or Heath sigh on Saquon Barkley. No. Heath. <sighs> Don't sell high. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. Like I I I could understand just not wanting to roster running backs. Um, ah. <laughs> because eventually he's going to get hurt. <laughs> sure. Right. How about if I come at you with Leonard Fournette and DeAndre Hopkins just for Saquon Barkley? What do you do? See you, Saquon. I agree. That's an example of selling high on Saquon, but that's the type of sell high I'm looking to do. 
I think uh, I think let's give a little bit of love to the running backs. The, the fact that Jacksonville's got a much better backfield now. Uh, Ken Walker's been great. Damian Pierce has been great, and he's got three games where he's got two or more. I think he's got, what, nine catches in his last three games or something like that. Um, yeah, it's things to lose Brees Hall. That that's a that's a crusher, but at least you get Travis Etienne sort of as a replacement. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like running back is not so bad. You're, the injuries are always a big concern, but yes. quarterback really is is terrible right now. Tight end is is as bad as I've ever seen it. I feel yes. Um, yes. I feel like running back has gotten a lot better. From the first few weeks of the season, was all the great running backs were were struggling basically. And now I think running back's really not so bad. You guys feel that way? Yes. No. I do. No. And and I'll give you the proof of that. Uh, <laughs> I've got James Robinson, Brian Robinson, Kareem Hunt, and a handful of leagues. Not all three on every roster, but at least one of those guys it feels like on every roster. And I'm trying to trade those guys into something that helps my team at like wide receiver. Because you know me. I'm never drafting a ton of wide receivers. And I'm having a hard time moving them because – Everybody else in the league seems to have two competent running backs that they feel good about starting. So it, it, it's, it is definitely deeper than it's been in the past. I agree with your sentiment. One other thing on just on the topic of the Jaguars running backs, there's got to be an opportunity for someone else to, to play behind ETN. ETN's not going to play 100% of the snaps, otherwise he'll break down. They've got Jamichael Hasty behind him. They've got Snoop Connor behind him. I've made a play to get Hasty on a couple of my benches just to see what happens. He's been serviceable before. He's played in passing downs roles before. So in deeper leagues, you can look to grab him off the waiver wire. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's still available in a lot of leagues. Oh, he is. All right, a couple more here. Sell high or Heath Sigh on Josh Jacobs from Eric. Eric. Heath Sigh. Heath Sigh? Uh, I, agree, I agree with the Heath Sigh, I, but I would if someone offers me Fournette and Hopkins – using the earlier example to get Jacobs, I'm taking it. Who would you so not give up for, for Fournette and Hopkins? I mean, that like basically anyone Eckler. in Eckler. You wouldn't give up Eckler for Fournette Eckler and Hopkins? Eckler and McCaffrey are probably the only two. Okay. Travis Kelsey? Uh, cups close. All right, last one from Nick. Sell high or Heath Sigh on Ken Walker? No. If someone wants to overpay, same thing with Saquon. Mm. Uh, I'd, I'd be happy to let them overpay, but... <laughs> I think he's a top 10 running back rest of the season. <laughs> All right, so it's a, it's a Heath side. Don't sell high on Ken Walker. Now we've got a new game. Let's see if it goes well. It almost certainly will not. It is called Follow the Leader, and it is the Halloween candy edition. I'm going to ask you for the leader in a particular NFL statistic. Every time you guess right, you get to put any Halloween candy you want in your bucket. After three wrong guesses... Your opponent gets to put any disgusting Halloween candy in your bucket, and we will keep track of the buckets. Schaefer can keep track of the buckets and see who has a better one at the end of our game. Does that make sense? Yeah. You need to know your favorite Halloween candies and your least favorite ones, and we'll see who has a better bucket. By the way, since Snickers is a is a frequent sponsor and has sponsored our draftathon, let's just go. Look, we love them. They're going to be the good one of the good ones, but uh, I don't think I have to tell you that because they're obviously an amazing candy. I think we should start with a king size Snickers in each of our buckets. Fair enough. You each get it's the free space a king size Snickers in your bucket. Okay, so I like a, this game already. A right answer, you get to pick some candy. Gonna be a while indeed. Three wrong answers, you get to put a, a, a bad one in your your uh, opponent's bucket. Who leads the NFL in 
Passing yards per attempt. Heath. Go ahead. You could just shout answers, I think. Wait, yeah, I don't know how this Tua. Tua t- congratulations. You got it. Uh, the first guess, Tua Tagovailoa leads in passing yards per attempt. What would you like? Uh, what candy would you like, Heath? I'll take a uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Okay, you've got a Snickers and a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Thomas, are you keeping track of this? Give me a thumbs up backstage there. All right, well, he's got it. Uh, Adam, I didn't know that we had to buzz in. What, you just sat there silently for five seconds. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't five seconds. Heath said Heath at the jump, and I mm-hmm. didn't know whether I should just blurt out Tua or not. Did you know the answer? Yeah, I was going to guess Tua. Well, <laughs> I'm giving it to Heath. That's uh, fine. Now I, now I know all the rules for follow the leader Halloween candy edition. I can't wait for follow the leader Thanksgiving edition. Yeah, maybe. We'll see how this goes. So I, I just briefly on Tua. What does that stat mean to you? He is just ahead of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Geno Smith to lead the NFL in yards per attempt, which you know, and and he has only a three point five percent touchdown rate. Uh, what does this all mean to you? Jimmy Garoppolo has been a yards per attempt king for the past couple. It's the best stat for him every year. Yeah, um, and that's because Kyle Shanahan's offense produces a lot of yak, and yak is really good for quarterbacks' yards per attempt. And Tua has Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. We should anticipate him continuing to have a very high yards per attempt, but not quite this high. He's only fifteenth on. in yak. He's only fifteenth in yak per completion. It's good. It's not great. He's actually throwing the ball downfield, eighth in air yards per pass attempt. So. It's not just the short stuff turning into long stuff. It's a mix, which I think is good. But but at the end of the day, Heath, two only has one good fantasy game. Almost all of his production was against the Ravens. Yeah, it, that's a little bit fluky. But um, I I think he's a top five quarterback this week, so I'm starting him. All right. I don't know him that high, but I do think he's a must start. In the first three weeks of the season, week one, 8.2. Week two, 9.4. That was the game against Baltimore. Week three against Buffalo, 10.3 yards per attempt. The two games since he's played against Cincinnati, 7.9, and last week against Pittsburgh, 7.5. I got a so – I, uh, I wonder if they're kind of changing their their tune on what they want to do with He him. was really bad last week. Like, he was very lucky he didn't have four interceptions, yes. and he missed guys. And even when he completed passes, they were not in yakable spots for those guys to catch passes. I just – I think that was a blip. And also, 7.5 yards per attempt is above average. Uh, somebody asked me to take out the Baltimore game and see where he ranks. Well, I actually did that. Weeks one, three, and seven, Tua was fifth in yards per attempt, fourth in passer rating, nineteenth in touchdown rate. So pretty good to be fourth in passer rating and nineteenth in touchdown. In week seven? No, overall weeks one, three, and seven. The other three games that Tua has played without leaving injury for injury, he okay, is fifth in yards seven. per attempt. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Heath, you got a delicious candy bucket there. Dave, you already ate your Snickers, so you got nothing. Who leads the NFL in carries inside the five-yard line among Dave. among running backs? Jalen Hurts is number one. Who leads all running backs in carries inside the five-yard line? Dave. Dave. Yeah. I buzzed in twice. Jamal Williams. Incorrect. He's second. Oh. Um, Heath. Yeah. Um, Josh Jacobs. Just keep guessing, guys. Who leads? Who's got the most carries inside the five-yard line? Hmm. Nick Chubb. Second, tied for second with Jamal Williams. Uh, 
Just get a list of the teams up. It will help you. AFC. North or South? Mm. <laughs> uh, you both are wrong. Joe Mixon leads the NFL. I didn't want to lose my candy. Well, no, you don't lose your candy. You just get. If I guess wrong, no, one you more get time, a, I would have. You get a gross one added. You don't lose. You oh. weren't listening to the rules. He only has Joe Mixon only has one touchdown despite having nine carries from inside the five yard line. One touchdown from that range. All right, next up, who leads the NFL in end zone targets? There are three players. Actually, I'm sorry. Devontae Adams leads with 10. Who's next? There are three players tied with nine. Who has nine end zone targets? Wide receivers only or anybody? Anyone. Dave. Dave. Elsie. That's two wrong guesses for both of you. You're one wrong guess away from getting some yucky stuff. Dave. Dave. DK Metcalf. He's one of them. Way to go. All right, we got two more on the board. End zone target leaders after Devontae Adams. Dave. Dave. Stefan Diggs. Oh, Heath. Put something gross in Dave's candy bucket. Oh. Uh, I'm going to give him a toothbrush. Nope. He's got to be candy. I disagree. I, I accept toothbrush as an answer. Oh. He's getting some terrible things in his bucket that I've got. Fine, fine. Toothbrush. Okay. Uh, Heath, you got any guess? Dave, you got any more guesses? Mike Evans. Oh, Dave, give him something gross. Uh, I once got a piece of bread for Halloween. <laughs> you did not. I swear to God. What kind of bread? White, at least? Uh, I, I think it was white. Okay, The, white the person who answered the door, he didn't even know it was Halloween, didn't have any candy. Went into his house, came back a minute later, and threw a piece of bread into my bag. Oh. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <Wrong button>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on here. Uh, well, you go, you want wait a minute. Guess? I got one right, so don't I get a candy? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. Yes, you do get a candy. That's right. What would you like? I will take a full stuffed sausage Giordano's pizza. <laughs> I don't know where you go trick-or-treating. Uh, the answers, I'm treating myself, man. Give me one of those bad boys. The answers are Allen Robinson, DK Metcalf, and Cortland Sutton. They all have nine end zone targets. Just Allen Robinson has nine end and, zone and targets. And he has at least one in every game. So do you see buy low opportunities here on Allen Robinson, DK Metcalf, or Cortland Sutton? What do you think? Well, you've got washed, hurt, and no quarterback. <laughs> so uh, Sutton nearly had a touchdown late last week. Gardner made a really good play on the ball. Otherwise, it would have been a touchdown. He's He had nine targets last week. I would not panic if I had Sutton, but if you're in a league where somebody is panicking, yes, he's a buy low. All right. Who leads the NFL in yards per carry? Running backs. Running backs. Uh, Dave. Yeah, and I'll just tell you, there are four running backs who are averaging more than six yards per carry. Can you name them? So th- those are the... Oh, we can, we can name any of the four? Any of the four. Yeah. Hold on, I buzzed in That's already. okay. You can both get right answers. Go ahead, Dave. Ken Walker. Ken Walker is correct. Pick another candy. Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert is actually number one. So yes, you both... All right, both of you pick something yummy. Burnt uh, I will take a bone-in ribeye. 
Okay. Thank you guys for you ruined the game this time, not me. Now we've got Khalil Herbert and Ken Walker. I think who, I'm making it better. Who are the other two running backs who have averaged six yards per carry? Nick Chubb. No. Oh, wait. wait. I got another one. Dave, 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 Dave. Dave. Travis Etienne. Yes. Go ahead. What else do you want? Okay. I will take, hold on. <laughs> I will take Oreo cookies on top of a uh, 12 ounce chocolate frozen yogurt. Okay. With hot fudge. All right. I don't know why I'm overweight. Uh, D- uh, Heath, any other guesses? Dave, any other guesses? There's one more player who's averaging six yards per carry. Hmm. Minimum carries? Uh, 40, I think I did. Let me see. You don't even know? You didn't. I'll tell you how many carries. I'll tell me how many carries he has. He has 57 carries this year. Okay. Tony Pollard. Mm, No. Uh, And it's a running back. Yep. Obviously. Um, you know what's really nice under a plate of burnt ends? Just a piece mm. of bread. <laughs> Soak <laughs> up all that sauce yes. and, and then juice. And a toothbrush after. You guys I, after. I co-sign. Okay. Um, Who is I, it, Adam? I'm going to let you guys each give each other one other gross thing just for fun. Go ahead. Like, give them mounds or whoppers or something. Or Milk I don't know Milk who duds. those people makes those things and i don't know if they have been or will no, be a that, potential they're sponsor not, they're not i think we're fine all right milk duds for heath heath what are you giving dave we we have poo-pooed so many products and then years later it's guess who's going to sponsor the show now <laughs> um so, sorry milk duds airheads oh that's a te- those are delicious but okay now dave gets delicious airheads all right uh the answer is i'll give you one last hint he is a teammate of one of the three players who are averaging six yards per carry. Khalil Herbert, Ken it's Walker, Travis Etienne. Oh, it's Dave. Yeah, Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. You want to? You want something else, or do you think you deserve something else in the in the bucket? I think I do okay. deserve something else, Adam, because I got a correct answer. I will go with a one hundred grand. Oh, there. That's and good. that's not the candy bar one hundred grand. <laughs> I'm talking about one hundred grand in cash, right in my Halloween bag. Thank you very much. All right, uh, Schaefer, does it even make sense to read the buckets? Yeah, no, we're, we have nothing. Dave has like a porterhouse, $100,000, uh, airheads. Stuffed pizza. Stuffed pizza. I think Dave wins, but Heath is going to be able to brush his teeth. We're going to finish the show with some rest of season oh, rankings. Right. Rank them rest of season. Ramondre Stevenson, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders. Give the names again, please. Ramondre Stevenson, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders. Sanders, Stevenson, Montgomery. I'll flip-flop Montgomery and Stevenson. Sanders, number one, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Number two, Travis Etienne, Damian Pierce, Ken Walker. Rank them rest of season. Walker, Pierce, Etienne. Walker, Etienne, Pierce. Why Walker, number one? Because he's awesome. And how about you just got done showing the world that Seattle had two running backs average six yards per carry. Yeah. It, 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 but uh, but ETN, ETN's Magic one of them, too. ETN's in there, too. ETN's been great. I, I, my worry is what happens when he takes on too much work. Okay. Still an awesome running back. Start him, no doubt. By the way, Pierce has 13 catches in his last three games. I said nine. Uh, Walker 
has two catches in his two starts. <clears throat> okay. By the way, explosive run percentage, that's defined as 12-plus yard carries uh, with a percentage of carries that go for 12 or more yards by True Media. Ken Walker is number one. Travis Etienne is sixth. Damian Pierce is 29th. Minimum 40 carries there. All right, this is a good one, I think. Rank these guys rest of season. Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Michael Pittman. Olave's first. Olave, Pittman, Thomas. Agreed. Okay, why Pittman over Thomas? Um, he's playing football. <laughs> when do you think Thomas will come back? It's a great question. How many licks did it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop? <laughs> the last commercial I saw was three. One, two, three. Uh, all right. Well, I believe Mr. Owl is a follower on Twitter, by the way. Of you? Yeah. Oh, cool. I like Tootsie Roll Pops, too. Russell Wilson, by the way, is practicing. Just saw that. So, got a good chance to play this week. Hooray. Uh, rank them rest of season. Actually, I want to just spend a little bit more time on Olave. Do you try to sell him or what? Because are you worried about him when Landry and Thomas, specifically Thomas, come back? No. Not that worried. Not enough to trade him for whatever you can get. Uh, once again, if if somebody's willing to overpay, let me give you an example of what an overpay might look like for him. Um, Brian Robinson and Christian Kirk. Uh no, 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 no. You you would rather have Olave? I would. Uh, okay. I wouldn't. I'd rather have those two. I would take uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Leonard Fournette. <laughs> that would be would an you, overpay I would take, too. Would you take Hopkins? I was trying to dial it down. Straight up. What about Hopkins straight up for Olave? Who'd you rather have? Hopkins. I've got Hopkins higher than Olave. All right. Uh, last one. Juju Smith-Schuster, Amari Cooper, Gabe Davis. Rank them rest of season. You know, I, I can't help but think that Cooper... No. Davis Cooper Juju. Davis won. Wow. He has not had more than six targets in a game. I know. Yeah. But he's just so explosive in the perfect offense. Yeah. It's probably Cooper Davis Juju. I think I I know. Screw it. Cooper Juju Davis. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not a Davis guy because he's not getting a ton of targets. He's just getting a ton of touchdowns and yards, whatever that means for fantasy. Well, it's only been two games though. Well, we no, saw a lot one, of it week one too. Week one. I, I yeah. Uh, if I looked at, in case anybody cares, where Gabe Davis's upcoming opponents rank in twenty plus air yard completions allowed. In other words, do they give up long pass plays? They rank eighth, fourteenth, twentieth, twenty eighth, twentieth, twenty third, fourteenth, twenty third, tenth, tenth, and twenty third. Twenty third. The last one is week eighteen. So, yeah, pretty no, nothing terrible there. Some teams that give up a lot of big pass plays. It's kind of an interesting stat. It depends a lot on who you've played. And we're just, you know, we're not late enough in the season where I'm making too much of that stat. Oh, I had one more. How about that? I didn't even see it there at the end. Jalen Waddell, Debo Samuel, Amonra St. Brown. Rank them. St. Brown, Debo Waddle. Yeah, that sounds right. I think it's really close between Debo and I thought you were going to take Waddle over Debo. Okay. St. Brown, Debo, Waddle. That's it for today's show. We'll talk to you tomorrow with Starter Sit for the AFC home games. Appreciate your time. 
I hope you all have as delicious Halloweens as Dave and Heath have uh, trick-or-treating at Morton's Steakhouse and whatnot. We'll talk to you later on Fantasy Football. Hey, everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.